Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first podcast of Get Celebritized, where I, Araya McGarry, will bring you tips and success stories of men and women that have made their dreams come true, or maybe got derailed and made a different dream come true, or maybe they're just having a wonderful inspirational story or some tools to their success. And I'm gonna share them with you here every time on this podcast. And so without any further ado, I'm so honored to have my very first guest on the podcast with you because the US Olympics is coming to town this summer, 2021. It's the Summer Olympics and y'all know how important the Olympics are to me as a former figure skater. I have none other than the very special Kelly Gunter, US Olympian in speed skating, known as the Comeback Kid. How perfect is that? Kelly, welcome to the show. Get celebritized. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. It is such a complete honor to be here today. Kelly, the honor is all mine. You are, you have everything wrapped into one beautiful person with your resilience, your love, your compassion, your tenacity, your, your, Olympic dreams, everything you've done is so amazing. And we we're just talking before the show and you're only 34 years old and you have been through a lifetime that most people just you know dream about, but it wasn't easy. So we're going to jump right in. You had a big dream, but then a big trauma right out of the gate. So let's go back to 2010 when you made the Olympic team for speed skating, but you didn't explain that, please. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I had made my childhood dream come true. I had dreamt about going to the Olympics ever since I was six years old as that little girl. And Vancouver, for me, 2010 Olympics were kind of out of mind, out of sight. I was brand new to the sport. I'd only been skating for two and a half years. And I skated the Olympic trials for experience. My eyes were on the prize for Sochi 2014. I knew I had a long way to go. But when you come and make the team in 2010, you that childhood just had come true that dream was coming alive and it was taken away within 24 hours a girl who had gotten a reskate um was able to who had fallen and was granted a reskate skated an hour later and got a personal best time oh. and that's one of the 24 hours i was taken off the very next day um i always say 2010 was everything happened for a reason because mm -hmm. i was down that night and it's kind of actually exactly where a part of my story began mm -hmm. is because I easily could have walked away being brand new to the sport and not thinking that it wasn't fair, or I could have walked back into the ice rink the very next day as I did, knowing that I had another four years 
prior and the start of the comeback kid started right then and there because I knew in four years I was going to make that team fair and square and I had to be faster I mean that was the bottom line if you're you may take me out but next four years you're not going to take me out because I will not only prove to myself but I will prove to the world that I will come back Kelly, I love what you said, because this this really resonates with my community, which are it's filled with female entrepreneurs and, and, and men and women that want to be a success in their industry and in their business and their career. And they want to be known for what they do and for their genius. And here's a perfect example. We haven't even gotten to the big story yet. So stay tuned. Hold on. We're getting to it where you got knocked down. You made the team. You got it. And then an hour later, you didn't make the team. That was such a great, easy opportunity for you to say, well, Forget it. But you said something that I just heard that I didn't know is you know, I've been speed skating for two and a half years and you're on the Olympic team. Explain that because I know it wasn't your first time on the ice. You hadn't just been skating for two and a half years, but working this this particular sport. Tell us a little bit. Take us back for a moment about two and a half years. Now you're on the Olympic team. Explain, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I was an inline speed skater 10 years in my career. Inline speed skating was never an Olympic sport. I skated the highest levels that I could. But I knew I wanted that dream to always come true. So then I transferred to over the long track speed skating and ice. Um, as that little girl, I grew up on a roller rink. And I was like, no way do I want to be cold and going to that ice rink. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm a summer girl. Like, everyone is like, but you made the in the Winter Olympics. And I go, no, but it's inside a building. It's warm. I'm, it's, it's warm. It's okay. Uh, so, you know, transferring over, I had to learn a whole other new sport. And it just was something that I took on really quick. I gravitated to. Um, and it was just, you know, to be that close and to know that, I had, you know, come from another sport where I had made junior world teams and world championships to making an Olympic team to it just being taken off. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it was a lot of hard work going into that. Uh, Kelly, uh, you, you make such a great example of this as well. You were in one sport, inline skating. You started out, though, I remember I was reading your story about being a figure skater when you were a little girl and then went on to to being into, you were too fast for that, which was cool. You're a living example of pivoting. And after 2020, a lot of my clients and my community of entrepreneurs had to pivot. What they thought their life was going to look like, the sport or the business they, they were in, now had to take a shift, as we all know. I mean, let's look at the restaurant industry and people that, some jobs that will never come back because now they're online and we had to pivot. So I think that's a great example of you were in one thing, you were on the ice, but where you got to your dream looked different. So that is really interesting. And you pivoted, but still stayed in the game. I want my listeners to hear that you pivoted, stay in the game. So continue to tell me, well, what happened? Because we're not done with what you had to experience and go through and overcome. You're just amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, so 2010 was a big year for me after I just missed the Olympic team. Uh, I had said when I went back to the ice rink the very next day, the athlete that I was going to become and start to become was going to start, as I said, into practice. Was it easy? No. Everybody's on a high. They're going to Vancouver. Um, as hard as it was for me, I had to be strong within myself. And no, I had to, the rest of the season to finish out skating. Um, they had said, you know, Kelly's young. She'll be around. Well, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Two and a half months later, I had a double compound fracture in March of that same year. And I was told I'd never be able to skate again. So not only did I have one dream just taken away, I was told that my I would never have skates on my feet again to that extreme level. 
Kelly, we've got to, we have to reiterate this because this is powerful. When I was watching this and, and seeing your story and you all need to really Google Kelly Gunther for sure because you just didn't, you know, slam into the wall and break an ankle. Your foot was severed by your other skate blade and your ankle was like hanging off by a thread. You almost decapitated your foot in that fall and severing every ligament and everything. And the thought of, ever walking again, never mind skating again, was probably people looking at you and saying, well, it's over for you. For one thing, how old were you during that? And tell us what helped you get through that and what happened next. Absolutely. I was 22, 23 turning that summer. Mm. I laid on the ice and I remember thinking that I had broke a bone. I knew it was bad. I could feel the pain, mm. um, but I had no idea that my foot at the time was hanging off my leg. And I had just said to myself, you know, Kelly, you can look once, but that's all you can do. That's exactly what I did as I was laying on the ice. If you can picture a baseball player sliding into home plate, that's exactly mm. what it looked like. I was on my stomach, my feet up in the air. Oh. And I looked and I saw it hanging off and I was like, okay, I'm just take a deep breath. I'm alive. I never cried. Yeah. Um, and that exactly that very moment when I looked, I knew I was going to be able to skate again, even though my foot wasn't attached. So the thought of never skating again for me was never an option. I knew I was going to get back on my skates. Even on the way to the ambulance, I had asked the paramedics and they <laughs> laughed and joked with me like, I don't know if you know this, but your foot's not attached. Oh and I quickly, I quickly reminded that, no, I'm going to be okay. Like we're going into surgery. So, you know, it was that exact moment from that mindset that I had that I, the negativity was never going to enter my world and that it became the best thing that I've ever went through. And I always say my foot hanging off was the best. Where did you get that from Kelly? Cause I know when the, the surgeon removed my vocal cord nerve from my cancer and they, they, I woke up and they said, you'll never speak again. And I felt the same way. I felt that I, I will speak again. I, I will live this life. And I, I, I knew that my passion was, it was God just telling me you're going to speak again, and inspire others. So there was no telling me otherwise. What was it that made you feel that way that gave you that gusto? Cause that just doesn't show up one day when you're 22, that is already inside you. So what is some, some of the things that led you to, you know, that's I'm positive. That was a really positive outlook you had as everybody's just kind of saying, you know, well, you're done. Nice knowing you find another career. And you mm -hmm. said, no, this is it. I'm going to skate again. What made that happen? Right. I really like that question is, and it's because it's become, a, it's who we are, you know, in life, um, as you announced me on the comeback kid, I've, I've always been coming back from something. Um, so I've always had that drive and that burning desire. It was always in me. So even though the fire inside may have been a little bit dull at that time, just because my foot wasn't attached oh, the fire within me was, it was rising right then and there. And as, you know, entrepreneurs and who we are, when we have a dream, there's there's nothing that can stop us and there's nothing that can tell us no. Um, just like your surgeon that said that you are never going to talk again. When you want something bad enough, you will be able to overcome that. And you will be able to never say no, because not only are you proving yourself wrong, but you're proving them wrong. And I think that's what the power of the gift that God gives us is that, you know, we are strong because he's giving us that power to to show that how how strong we are and that comeback kid always lives inside of us. 
Well, you know, you said we say you're the comeback kid, but at that moment you were still just 22 and that was your, your two big comebacks, 2010. But did you have a cheerleading team? Like were your parents on board with you pouring in positive? Cause at that point, that's the biggest thing at that moment you had to come back from. So I don't know, did you, have, did you have a lot of other things that happened before that? Or did you just have that positive family influence that told you every day that you can do it no matter what? Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. I think I learned a lot. I was diagnosed um, as a little girl with a learning disability. So right from the get-go, I, I felt like I was always coming back to something. And my mom was really supportive, you know, really believed in me. Um, but honestly, it wasn't until I lived at the Olympic Training Center and I did all of my rehab there, that training center became my support group. And I had at the, as that 22 year old, I had never been off my skate since I was six years old. So I really didn't know what to do with myself. So my rehab became just my training. I went to rehab every day, twice a day. I saw the Olympic rings. So living in that environment, I know that's how I never lost hope, honestly, is because I couldn't, I was surrounded by top end athletes, you know, Michael Phelps was coming in and out, uh, that I just got to be Kelly and grow my own support group within that and start to believe in myself and know that, Hey, if I'm here training with them, I'm going to be able, I'm going to be okay because this is the start of it. It's kind of like you become like the people you hang around with. I always tell people that you become like the five people you hang around with most, but I have an insider question. All right. You have this accident. You were, you know, uh, training for the Olympics. You hadn't made the team that year, but now you're still training. So tell me, how did, how did, why are you on the Olympic training um, rehab? Is it because they were still responsible for you? Cause they were saying, well, you're never going to skate again. So why didn't they just kind of toss you aside to go get, you know, help from, you know, just other doctors, but they're caring for you. Why is that? I really believe that I was on the national team, even though I was new to the sport um, and they, I was, and I had asked to go to the Olympic Training Center and actually Eric Hyden um, really highly suggested Aww. it. Um, he was a doctor who wasn't my surgeon, but he had come to the hospital uh, when I had all of my surgeries and whatnot in Salt Lake. And so I think it was really his recommendation to go there as well. Um, but if I, I can tell you, if I didn't go to the Olympic Training Center, there's no way I would have been able to come back to the level that I did. And it was just that, uh, that meaningful support group that I got to become and the head doctor, I always say that this is my gold medal moment is mm. that he was in the stands at my Olympic race. And four years prior, he saw me walk in on crutches and a boot and we had mm. no, no idea if I was going to be able to skate again. So me stepping on the ice for the very first time and having him in the stands is something that I always that will have and cherish forever. Oh my God, you you bring to life again. The community is so important. Those friends you had built, the community, the team spirit. That's why I love sports so much. I mean, I love it. The Olympics are my favorite sport. You know, most people, my friends are watching baseball and football and all hockey. And I watch that with them too. I say, you ain't seen nothing until the Olympic comes around and you don't see me for two weeks because I'm glued to the TV because the stories and to make the Olympics and, and coming from the ice skating world myself and then gymnastics, you learn so much. You learn about that go give and that never give up. But it is team effort. You are a team in every sense of the way. Even if you're a lone figure skater, you know, it's the team you're on, the team you're representing, the country. And I think that's important for entrepreneurs to know, have that team, have that camaraderie, have that collaboration, because it's so important. We cannot go through this world alone. Don't try to be, and I hate this word, and I tell my clients, don't use it. You are not a solopreneur. You have to be the entrepreneur and collaborate because solopreneur is, is a sad thing. You're by yourself. 
don't do that. You can be, you know, self-employed, that's fine. But don't say solopreneur because we never want you to feel alone or be alone. And Kelly, you're bringing that to life with the Olympics. All right, so we need to fast forward because there's light at the end of this tunnel and we have to know what happened. So fast forward and tell us what all this great attitude, team spirit and community ended up being for you. What happened? Uh, it happened as my dream then finally got to come true in 2014. I sat on my apartment the night before I raced and I had said, how many people can just say that they tried out for the Olympics? Like, I just am so honored that I get to do this because four years prior, I was just told I wasn't going to make the Olympic. I was kicked off the Olympic team. And then I was told I'd never be able to skate again. So I went into the 2014 of just fun and such a blast. And uh, I crossed that finish line and my name was the fourth and final position in the 1000 meter. And it was just uh, the team that was around me. I had a really good support group uh, cheering me on and, and knowing that, you know, I was going to make it no matter what. So you made the Olympic team four years after your foot was hanging off your leg by a thread, every muscle, every Part of it was cut in half, and I really want the listeners to hear that. Even when your dreams are dashed, thrown away, cut in half, there's still hope for that dream to come true. Just don't give up, and you really didn't give up. You are the comeback kid, and I know you sacrificed your child. And we say sacrifice, but when you love a sport and you love what you do, we're not feeling it's sacrifice. Although, like I remember when I was skating, you know, you couldn't be a Girl Scout or a Brownie and stuff because you're on the ice. But it's okay. It's where you want to be because we wouldn't be happy if we were doing something else, right? So. You made it now. You made the, the Olympic team. Now what happens? Uh, I continued on for another four years. Um, I decided I wanted to try out for the 2018 Olympic team. And I wanted to keep going and um, to prove like that dream. Uh, I had just missed it by one in final spot in my bread and butter in the 1000 meter. And I retired at those Olympic games. And I was happy to be finished with that era. Um, I had skated for 25 years and I'm a really big supporter that everything happens for a reason. And I am really strong to my faith. And God was like, you may not be going to these Olympics, but you are going to be set out and start to tell your story. And as I was, as I mentioned earlier with a learning disability, I had never came out about that until I actually made the Olympic team from my special ed teachers that I'm still friends with ironically today. And one of them had said, you know, just think about, you know, how many lives you can change. And I didn't realize that until I skated in the 2018 Olympics. And I, as I was older in my early thirties and sat back and thought, wow, you're right. This, there's so much bigger than just the Olympics and the entitlement. And Mm -hmm. that's something that is so special to me. And it's home for me is because, yeah, I made that dream come true. Absolutely. Um, But coming back from everything that I've come back from, and that's why I've been named the comeback kid Mm -hmm. is because you're always going to be coming back from something. And I, you know, missed it, but now I'm coming back to, to tell my story and to live it. And, you know, once you retire, no one kind of tells you how hard it is from, you know, when that's all you've ever known to, mm-hmm. to, to the now what. And uh, so that's, what's really inspiring me. Well, I kind of, I kind of see a nonprofit maybe in your future, maybe the comeback kids or something. <laughs> We're going to talk about, about some of your dreams now, because you've been through this and I want to really 
because I'm older and wiser, have been through the mill. I want you to really take a moment and realize the accomplishments that you did by making that team, not just once, but then twice, then three times, because you really did make it even back in 2010. So it's somebody skated, you know, a split second faster. You really appreciate time when you're in the Olympics because things go come down to split seconds, you know, half of a half of a split second. But you are remarkable. You have done what so many kids, you know, just dream of doing by making the team being part of that community is absolutely job well done. Applause if you never did another thing. What an accomplishment. And now I know that you want to give back and give community. So I hope you keep shouting from the rooftop that you had a learning disability. Because again, I love children as well, giving hope to the next generation. Who cares what you can or can't do? You know, especially what you can't do. Who says if you're you know, if you're not good at school, you know, oh, well, you got to spend 12 years just being good at school. There's more to life. And I'm trying to, you know, show kids that it's not all about just reading, writing, arithmetic. That's fine. That's great. But when your talent doesn't include that and that's harder for you, I hate that we're always trying to make the fish fly or the, you know, the rabbit climb a tree. It's like, come on, let them do what they do good and still learn and still have your tutors, but let them excel you know, in what they're doing now. Don't wait till they're adults to figure out, well, what's your job going to be? I'm so glad you started skating young. And I'm so excited when kids are in sports because or music or theater or whatever it is, shine from the very beginning because I think school is just part of the tapestry of growing up. It shouldn't be the whole tapestry. If you're not good at it, you're shunned away. So thank you for being that light. Continue to be that light. What was the best part, um, the best lesson learned by being an athlete? Because I do want to talk a little bit about where you're going now it's important but what is the best part and what is the worst part of growing up as an athlete the best part is is that it taught me to have that determination inside of me and to have that fire and to have that drive to keep going no matter what sets in front of you because now that I've gotten older I'm facing other obstacles that I was <laughs> on my skates and and ice skates uh so it's really taught me to you know life is not always fair and I live really? You can Um, count on that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, you know, it's really taught me to, to swallow and be down for that day or hour or whatever it is, but you have to pick yourself back up every single time. And that's what's something that I'm so proud of. Um, And then on the downside is that um, as much as I love skating, I never got to be that girl as well. And I'm such a girly girl as I was watching the 1994 Winter Olympics when I knew I wanted to go to the Olympics. I, I knew as that little girl as well, I've always wanted to get married and I've always wanted to have kids and live that life too. And I think that's got lost a little bit in translation because I was always at a roller rink or an ice rink. And so now uh, now I kind of get to live that even though I didn't live it then. Uh, now it's come back full circle where I could still be dreamt of that little girl walking down the wedding aisle some days. Aww as I did when I was uh, watching the 1994 Winter Olympics. It's funny when we're athletes or even, you know, um, in the theater world, active where you feel like you're old when you're 30. Like, oh my God, you've got your whole life ahead of you. It's like, yeah, now that I'm old, back when I was young, it's hysterical. You've got so much life living. Yes, your dreams have come true. You know, I, I know you want to get back. So I'm going to talk about your passion because I, I love nonprofits and I want to help as many nonprofits before I die as I possibly can. So when I get guests on my TV shows and talk to them. I always want to talk about their charitable giving because I truly believe how I end every every show I do is I want, especially women, to um, earn more so they can live more so they can give back more. And I know through this journey, you have a special passion now and a potential special opportunity. Tell us about this passion and this giving back that you have for kids. 
Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for asking that question. That's probably one of my favorite questions. Is now that, um, now that I live my dream come true and I'm setting out to another dream, what's so important about that is I want to do it together. And I want other kids to to live their dream. It's their turn to to rise up and get to to fulfill what they have dreamt about ever since they were that little girl or boy. And that's what is so important to me is someday, you know, I want to have my own foundation in an inner city, um, whether, you know, they roller skate in the summer and ice skate in the winter, you know, whatever it is. And to be a voice for special education, because I was that girl who was so embarrassed by it. And now I would love to be on the other side of it to help them not be so ashamed of it. And I was the girl who never believed in myself. It took me a very long time to ever finally fully believe in myself and to know that, you know, I am worthy and to be able to, you know, show and give back because I've walked so many lines throughout my life. And that's what I think God has really, you know, set my call to be is to give back. And, uh, I am, am coming from nothing. I'm actually living in my brother's basement. Uh, so I'm working as many hours as I can to, to live my dream, to be able to make as much money, not only to move out for myself, but you know, to gain, to, to be able to be a better speaker and then help as many as I can. And didn't I hear you had uh, an opportunity or may, maybe it's, it's still in the making with the special Olympics. Yes, it is still in the making. I am dreams of working with the special Olympics because oh. Those kids just completely changed my life inside out because if you ever think that you're having a bad day, I think it all it takes is to work with them and to, they just light up your world and you forget about all your problems because they're still smiling no matter what, you know, is facing that they have. And I think that is just so beyond special. I hope you do, because that that would be amazing for you and so fulfilling. And I just see, I know you you talked about being a really girly girl. That's why you love the figure skating, but you were too fast for figure skating. I thought that was hysterical. I can just see you speeding around trying to do the triple axles. Like, wait, you're going too fast. Wait, I put her in speed skating. But you love the girly girl part of it. So, you know, you just never know. You may open up a wonderful skating rink that's all in pink and do skating fashion shows and just put it all together and, and have fun with that and be the wonderful girl 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 that you are let the kids do the same thing and you know just have you know just no limits on what you can do I'm so excited for your future because I know it's going to be great I know you're going to give back I know you're going to be such not only a mentor and an inspiration of hope to children but also to us adults you know I'm like almost almost twice your age and you're inspiring me and you can inspire my community because my community of women is is predominantly like women over 40 and over 50 and even over 60 when we think a lot of times our our dreams are long gone it's it, we just got to pour into our children which we do but anything for us well if we haven't reached it by now it's too late and it's not too late it's never too late and I always say this I, I want my community and I always see this when I saw Betty White who I absolutely adore Betty White she's an animal lover just like me at 99 years old hugging a grizzly bear you know another one of my dreams living the dream, helping animals. You know, it wasn't long ago. She was still doing sitcoms, doing TV in her 90s. So when you think about that, it's not over until it's over. Keep doing, keep inspiring, keep bouncing back. Because I got news for you, Kelly, as you can tell everybody, we're never done bouncing back. We're either in a crisis, starting a crisis, ending a crisis, about to start another one. It's just part of life. But they get easier and less hard hard handle when we get those muscles built. I mean, okay, we can do this. I've been through worse. And you're such a testament to that. So 
Thank you so much. I want to ask you some really cool questions now, but before I do, probably going to ask you some rapid fire questions that everybody's going to want to know the answer to because you are amazing Olympiad. You have been to the top of the summit because that is the top of a dream and a career to make the Olympics. Tell us any, any last thoughts that you'd like to tell. Think of women in business that are, that may be trying to pivot after 2020 or thinking about giving up or not knowing what they should do next. Give them some words of wisdom from you, please. Absolutely. Um, when you think that you want to give up, just keep fighting because I, as put yourself in a sports world and you don't want to go to the gym that day or you don't want to get out of bed to, to write that email or whatever it is, that's when the best email comes. That's when the best workout kids comes. It's called those dog days. And it's when you're fighting for what you want and don't just don't ever give up. Believe what you want when you have that passion and keep going for it. Age is just a number. Yeah. And that's what is so important about coming out of 2020. It's like the, the doors are almost brand new opening for you. And we get to start our own journey. We get to start our own chapter. And just because we may be down, we've all been a kid at some point in our lives, rather you're 99 or you're 15, that kid will always still live inside of you. And no matter what, you can always come back to to being the comeback kid yourself. And I think that is what is so important that no matter what age you are, you can always come back. You really can, Kelly. That's great. Oh, you give them hope. And I love, love giving giving them hope because it is never over. And if my little girl dream can come true of winning an Emmy when I was 48 years old, after I'd already, you know, experienced the murder of my dad and domestic violence and cancer and, you know, life, you know, hello, and still to be able to come full circle, it doesn't always look the same. That's why I tell athletes, okay, maybe you're too old to win the Olympics now, but you're not too old to be a mentor, to open up a gym or open up a skating rink or, you know, work with prima ballerinas so there's always a way to get in the game get into the industry it's never too late for that so whatever you're thinking oh i'm too old well maybe you're too old for the sport or the activity but you're not too old to be a part of it and that could be even more fulfilling and more rewarding in that way so i want people to open up their idea boxes again and open up and this is what i always tell people and i'm going to ask you this I think i already know the answer <laughs> but when i say to everybody Go back to when you were a little girl or a little boy and the adults would come over to you, bend down and pinch your little cheeks. They can't do that anymore. It's abuse. But back in the day, they'd pinch your little cheeks and say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And before you knew all the reasons why you couldn't, you weren't made that way, you weren't this enough, you weren't that enough, or the adults said in your life, oh, there's way too much competition. It's very rare you ever do it. And they talked you out of it immediately what was that first thing that came out of your mouth and they said what do you want to be when you grow up Kelly what was it for you uh, it was a skater to be on stage someday and I really truly believe that is what is so special now that it's come back full circle because I was too fast for the music and I couldn't figure skate and tell my story through that and speed skating you just race against the clock so I couldn't tell my story through that and as that little girl, someone pinching my cheeks, I didn't know what my story was going to be at that time. And now, guess what? It gets to be that. I get to be that little girl on stage someday and now talking and telling my story. You, you know, I'm going to give you another little nickname. You can say this one came from Araya. You are the pivot queen. 
Because you took something and said, oh, well, you can't do that. You're too, not this for that. That's all right. I'm still going to stay on these skates. It just may look different. Your life, your career may look different, but you're still on the skates. May not be on, you know, the roller rink may not be on the wood. You switch to ice. It doesn't matter. You're still on the skates. So I want everybody to hear that. Stay on your skates. Pivot. Because now, Kelly, you are the pivot queen, the ultimate of taking your talents and massaging them into your greatness. So that is so exciting. Kelly, I'm going to ask you some five rapid fire questions before we sign off. You have been a joy and such a ray of hope to everyone. And I totally want to help support you in anything you ever do. And something happens when you meet me is you're my friend for life. I hope you don't mind. I want to support you and help you in any way I can. So well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And it means a lot to me. I can't wait to be friends for life. <laughs> no, I'll follow up. Well, with that, we became friends, ladies and gentlemen, listening in and watching. We became friends very recently. I say friends, the first time we're actually seeing each other. But the brand new platform that we're all loving is Clubhouse. So my first question to you, Kelly, in our rapid fire is Clubhouse or Green Room? Which do you well, prefer? Clubhouse. Yeah, we love our clubbers. That's for sure. If you haven't heard of Clubhouse, haven't been on it, get on it. You meet amazing people like Kelly on Clubhouse. All right. Favorite song to listen to to get you motivated to win the day? Right now, it's the Comeback Kid by the Bam Perry. I'm nice. Like, How appropriate. Yeah, exactly. What was it during your Olympian years? Did it you know? was Christina Aguilera, Fighter. Ah, oh, good one. Good one. All right. Who has made the biggest impact in your life, whether negative or positive, hopefully positive? Who did that? Um, my mom and my inline coach, Rob Dunn, who my mom always, you know, pushed me because I wasn't always the smartest in school. So she pushed me in the skating world to use that to my advantage. And then um, Rob, my inline coach, he was not only my inline coach, but he was also a father figure to me. And that's something that is so special because I always say whenever I do get to live that childhood dream and walk down the wedding aisle um, alongside with my brother, he'll be walking me down too. Oh, yeah, he will. Boy, you really do create your own family. You got your blood family and then you other people come along that are just meant to be family. How awesome. And that's just the impact of what, what uh, training athletes get to experience with those coaches. You know, now we're business coaches and life coaches. So we feel that too. But it all starts with those sports and those little league sports and those, you know, with those coaches. I mean, the world, the other one's pouring in. You can do it. You can do it. Even though sometimes they're tough on you. They need oh, very tough. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. What book should every person with a big dream read? I'm not a huge reader, but I read. It's okay. I was going to say movie or TV, but I know there's a book in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jessica Simpson, the open book. And for me, it really opened up because I was be able to relate to so much to her book and just how real she was. And if there's women out there and there's girls, it hits you in every single age and stage of life that you're at because she goes from the very beginning. And that's why I was so able to relate to her because I want to do the exact same thing. So if you have a dream and you want to tell your story, please read that book, Open Book by Jessica Simpson. That's so funny you said that. I just heard about this. that book. Was it last yesterday on Clubhouse? Or was this morning? <laughs> yeah. And I love that because my 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 older daughter, she's a singer, a pop singer, did, you know, top 100 American Idol. So the Jessica Simpsons, uh, Christina Aguilera, the Britney's all them were all part of her growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s. So when they they said that, I was like, oh, my gosh, somebody like three or four other women were taught raving about the book. And I want to put this caveat out there. I'm not a big reader either. I love TV. I love movies. People, I, it always aggravates me when the movies come out. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. And 
you know, those book readers say, oh, I read the book. I'm like, well, goody for you. You know, I wait for the movie to come out. Thank you. I'm sure it was a book at some point in time. <laughs> but but uh, for that, get the audiobooks. Audiobooks are great too. So even if you don't have time to read or reading might not come easy to people, then get the audiobooks because you can still get the same thing in audio. And we drive a lot here in Atlanta. So I say you can get a college education in our cars driving an hour to and from everywhere. So I'm like, pop on an audiobook on your Kindle, whatever, and listen to it. And that's probably what I'll do as well, just because my time is so scarce to sit down and read a book. When I sit down to decompress, I'm going to watch TV. Just who I am. I love it. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not alone there. Yeah, well, I'm getting that audiobook because that's a great one. All right, and two last questions. What's next for you, Kelly? What next is to live my dream and fulfill that dream and be bigger than the Olympics and be the comeback kid and share and tell and inspire as many as I can. And at the end of the day, I really believe that is what I'm supposed to do. That is my calling. Uh, so what? that's what's next for me is to get out there, to write my own book, and be an inspiration to anybody and everybody that I possibly can in touch with just what I've walked through in life. So that's nice. You're saying a little, you know, being nice and fluffy about it. I want to know, because I'm going to call you out on this. What is really next? If anything could be next. I love that you said you want to write a book. So that's tangible. Mm -hmm. So if you could open your eyes tomorrow and be doing something, what is it that's going to light you up next? Because it was very tangible for you your whole life to win the Olympic. That gold medal was you had your sights on the team and the gold medal. But now you want to inspire. You want to write a book. But give me more. I'm going to dig a little deeper. You open your eyes and you're doing so. What is it? Are you working with the kids? Are you on stages? What is it? Because the listeners and the viewers want to know. And so do I. Because we can help you and support you best if we have a tangible dream. So I want your dream to be tangible. What is your dream? What's next, Kelly? Thank you for digging deeper. I appreciate it. Uh, to be the best speaker that I could be, to be the top speaker in the world and be, and that's why it's so special to me to be bigger than the Olympics is I want to be the best of the best to be like a Tony Robbins and to go out and set my dreams. And just like that little kid at the Olympics, I dreamt to be on the biggest stage in life. Well, that's the same as speaking. I dream and dreamt to be the best speaker that I can be and to be on the New York bestseller list. If I'm going to write a book, I want to be on the best of the best of the books that I can be and set out. And, you know, you can never sell yourself short. So my dream is to, to wake up tomorrow and have a speaking coach and, you know, someone who believes in me and takes me underneath their wing and we go for it. Uh, Cause I know that this is just the start of my journey and it's going to be bigger than even the comeback kid itself and herself. It so is. And you know, uh, life is a journey and it, when you're talking about getting coaches and stuff, I always have coaches. I mean, my whole life, what, you will always have a coach and you're used to that too because you need that amen corner. You always need somebody to take you to the next level. Tony Robbins has five coaches at any given time. Oprah has five, 10, eight coaches at all time because you need different coaches for different aspects because we all have our different geniuses. So yes, I'm glad you said that. That'll be ongoing and then you will in turn be people's coaches. But I so see you on stages, maybe a TEDx speaker as well. But if you could wake up tomorrow and go on one show, what would that show be? Well, that's my favorite question. You know it. I'm Morning America. I've been about it ever since I can remember. I love Good Morning America. 
I do too. GMA is the place. I love everybody on there. I've got a friend on there who helped me, you know, launch my Live Your Legacy Summits, which is Tori Johnson. What a special, special woman she is. Very big supporter of women in business as well. And she helped my dreams come true of having my Live Your Legacy Summit. And I'm going to tell you, you do great things. You write that book. So then Good Morning America is going to want to have you on the show. But you have that story. So now during these Olympic times, and then when we get into the Winter Olympics, that's a time when you can shine. So I definitely offline we're going to talk about how you position yourself to get on good morning america with your story with the olympian because you have the goods now that is that inspirational story that comeback kid that viewers want to hear so we're going to talk offline because you're an amazing more people worldwide need to know about you because it's not every day somebody gets their foot almost sliced off gets it put back on and just four years later is on an olympic team that is amazing and more people need to know the nuts and bolts about how you did that and to know that you did it just to give them hope so that's going to happen for you we're going to make that happen and last but not least the most important thing of living our life as you know i have my my realm and my community is part of my live your legacy summit my tv show that won the emmy was live your legacy tv i'm all about for women especially to live your legacy on purpose we know how much we pour into our children pour into our spouses and our friends helping everybody else get what they want out of this life and as women we tend to forget well how do i want to be remembered you know, not just as somebody's mother, this or a past or what I did as a child or, you know, I made the Olympic team. That's it. There's more to your life. So you've got another, gosh, 60 years ago or 70 years ago. I'm not going to do the math right now. Uh, when you are no longer on this planet, what is written on your tombstone? Kelly, the comeback kid and who is always the girl next door and helping as many and in, inspiring as she can. And so everybody can remember that I'm, I, I'm an open book and I want to be down to earth. I want to be remembered as no matter what life challenges will face you, you will be able to overcome them and, and to do them together. I want to everyone to remember that no matter who or what age you are, if you need help or need something, I'm your girl. And I just want to be just that person for you. In high school, I've always wanted to be a cheerleader. So now I get to be your cheerleader. So, um, so let me help you. And that's what I really want my tombstone to say is not only Kelly, the comeback kid, where it's the the fierce and determination and hard-headed, you know, speed skater, but uh, the girl next door as well. And to just be as passionate and open heart as I can be, because I really am just that humble, you know, girl that I've always wanted to be. The girl next door became the comeback kid to help millions. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. You will, and you will not be living in your brother's basement for much longer. We are going to help the world hear your story because your voice is so important to get out there and give hope. The world needs it now more than ever, Kelly. So if you've just been kind of sitting around wondering what's next after 2020 and the hangover of 2021, we need you now more than ever to get out there and help the world, help the community, especially the entrepreneur community, pivot, succeed overcome the obstacles. There's been so much loss and you can give us so much hope. So you are going to be even more amazing than you can ever imagine. I just see it. I just hear it. And I hear the passion in your voice when you're talking about helping others. And that's what it takes, passion. Your love to help and to use everything that's happened to you to make a difference in other people's lives. You got it. You have it all going on and you're going to be 
so well known for the right reasons. I'm so excited to say, I knew you when. So everybody look, here she is, she's on Get Celebritized. I knew her when, because you are going to the top. Well, thank you so much. I mean, so much. And I never cried as a teenager. And as you see, I always get serious <laughs> now because I'm like, I had to be that, you know, hard, like, like I said, where now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so emotional. So thank you so much because it, it means so much to me. And uh, I'm glad you can hear the passion through my voice and see it because that's exactly what I want everybody to see and just hear at the end of the day. We really can, really can. I know they can hear it on the airwaves. And if you want to see her in person, you're going to go over to my YouTube channel, Lorraine McGarry, because we're going to upload this there as well. So you can see her beautiful face and those genuine tears. And you've got to look up Kelly Gunther. She is absolutely amazing. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being my very first interview on Get Celebritized podcast. I felt the fear and did it anyway of jumping into the podcast world, coming from TV. And I'm so glad to be doing it for the first time with you, Kelly. You're amazing. I love you. And you your future is bright. Thank you again. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this and look, look us up over there on YouTube, see your beautiful face. And thank you for being here. We hope it gave you hope and inspiration today on Get Celebritized. This is Araya. I want you to earn more so you can live more so you can give back more and live your dash the way you want to. Thanks again. Until next time, this is Araya. Have a great day or night, whatever it is where you are. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagarry.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.